I invited today's guest on the podcast because I wanted her to share with us about confidence and courage in our motherhood journey. And by the end, she had given me so much more than I ever could have prayed for. This episode is so beautiful. It brings so much wisdom and truth to our journey of motherhood and marriage and friendship and just surviving in today's world. I know that you guys are going to be writing like crazy and I did keep notes in the show notes over at togethermoments.com, but just listen, take it all in, listen to it a second time, share it with a friend, share it with your mom, with your sister. It's so good. You're going to love this one. Today's guest is Justine Wenzel. She's a self-proclaimed, multi-passionate entrepreneur. She's a makeup and skincare artist. She's a wedding planner. She's the podcast host of Courage Queen. She's a Christian entrepreneur. She's a wife, a dog mommy, and she is passionate about helping all of us step into who God calls us to be. She wants to help us choose freedom over fear and get out of our own way so we can chase down our God-inspired dreams. Come along, friend. Let's grow. You know those days where you just feel so overwhelmed and tired from all the busy, and you just want to multiply the time you do have to create more time for intentional words and family dinners and quality time together? And do you just need to know that you really can keep your family close and your faith strong in today's world? Welcome to Families That Stick Together. Just step right over the random pile of clothes, turn right past the paper still out from last week's school project, maybe don't look at the sink, and make yourself at home, friend. I'm your host, Jennifer, wife to my high school sweetheart, mom of four, and creator of Together Moments, where we took our same worries and figured out the answer to slowing down, keeping family time a priority, and creating deep connection through solid communication, even among all the busy. The answer is to gather moments, and we want to come alongside your family as you lay your foundation. If you're ready for time to slow down, intentional moments to overflow, and all of this to feel easy in your real life, then welcome, friend. With your laundry, your running shoes, or your cup of coffee, I can't wait to spend my time with you. And now my mom, she once tried to start a stroller workout class with her friend, Jennifer Zumbio. Today's episode is really going to have you thinking about so much of how you live in the day-to-day and how you really let God into your life and the way you surrender to Him, the way you let Him into each little decision-making point in your day and what you're doing with your words and with your actions and your time with Him and how it, it will also make you reflect on how quickly the days can go by and you forget to do these things. And of course that's normal, but we all need to pause and reevaluate where we want to be at. The same thing is true for our family, our family faith, not just our individual faith and our family as a whole. Where do we want the strength of our family to be? How do we want to direct that? Where do we want to give that time to? And you guys know that we launched our Family Connection Framework just last week. It's very exciting. I want to share a review with you from 
a family of four, and this mom is Jill. She says, as our kids get older, dedicated time together becomes less, and I don't want to wake up one day wondering how we let the busy schedules win. Having the together framework has been the security I need as a mom to know we are all on the same page, focusing on what matters. It's so easy to make it a way of life and stay close. I know that you can go to a lot of tools out there to stay close. You can go to a lot of resources. I can too. And this framework is really something that was built by me, a mom of four who's running around all over the place. I built it in a way that works for your family because I needed it to work for mine. And I know that it fits into all the small moments in exactly the way it needs to so that you can focus on what matters. And if you are ready to take a look at this and see how your family can also build a framework where you fight for your family values and you stay committed to staying strong together, even as the seasons change and you really do walk away with a lifetime plan for connection, strength, and faith when those schedules seem to make it impossible, visit familyconnectionframework.com and see how this can work for you. Create intentional connection and communication in under 30 minutes a day. Welcome to Families That Stick Together, Justine. I am so excited for you to be here. We've been friends for a couple months since we've been in a mastermind group together. And I know ever since I heard you, well, when I met you, I, I felt the same way. But then when I heard you on your podcast, I was like, oh my gosh, Justine has to be on our podcast. Everyone is going to love her. So thank you for being here. Thank you so much. That's so sweet. And I feel the exact same way about you. I do feel like we just have this great connection and really a lot of just the same values and mission to just keep families together, together in a very unique way especially in the world we are in today. And I'm just really grateful to be able to just have a platform to share what I feel like God is really wanting his people to know today. So thank you, Jennifer. Oh, thanks for being here. I appreciate that. So I invited you here today to talk with us about confidence and courage, since that's your passion with your Courage Queen podcast. I love that name, by the way, the Courage Queen. Um, Thank you. (laughs) But I'd love for you to share with us, Justine, all the other passions you have, because you call yourself a self-proclaimed multi-passionate entrepreneur. So tell us all about that. Yeah. So, you know, I've always been one of those people that has always been very multi-passionate. I think that's a great way to describe all the different things that I feel like God has called me to. And I think that for a long time, you know, you hear people say like time away from one thing or, you know, time invested in one thing is time away from another. And, you know, growing up and being in more of an entrepreneurial field, my parents um, were both very much in an entrepreneur setting. And so that's kind of how I grew up. I grew up watching my mom build her business. My grandparents had their own business. Being an entrepreneur was something that I saw uh, being done and being done well. And I'm so grateful for that because it showed me that the freedom and the flexibility that I feel like I wanted even back then, like who God made me to be and be passionate about so many different areas of life and so many different topics. It allowed me the freedom to have a bigger belief that that was possible, that I didn't have to focus on just 
one thing. And recently God kind of confirmed that for me again and said, like, you don't know where your blessings are going to come from. You don't know if it's going to be from you as a podcaster. You don't know if it's going to be for you as a makeup artist and being in front of women and in very intimate situations, um, close to women, in vulnerable situations of women taking their makeup off and spending this intimate time with them one-on-one to do weddings and to do sessions. And, you know, my whole life, I've been surrounded by incredible women. And I think that that's really one of the things that has inspired me into being more multi-passionate in terms of, again, like going down the route of being a business coach. So right now it's like, I have a team that I coach. I have, I'm in front of women every single week that I'm doing, you know, makeup or skincare sessions with, I do a huge wedding business as well. I decided to start my podcast on the heels two years ago. Um, of my healing journey from my own personal childhood trauma that I realized I'd been pushing down for so long. And I very quickly began to see all these breadcrumbs that I had been given most of my childhood up into adulthood. I started to see how God was using a little bit of all those things. Nothing was wasted. And he said, you know, I'm going to help you develop and use all of these giftings that I've given you. Because I think what women struggle with a lot of the time is like, what am I good at? What am I called to do? I think we have a little bit of a crisis in identity and women specifically, I think have a crisis in confidence. And that's really what I am incredibly passionate about. um, Not only leading out front with that type of mission and that type of passion, but showing women what's possible when you build on the foundation of Christ. Because I think that that's something that in our culture today is very much being skewed. You know, you see a lot of Christians really having, again, this crisis of identity. And there's really no reason for that. Because if you are completely, um, you know, if you are one of the branches and you are attached to the vine and God's word and you are every single day infusing yourself with that truth, It literally says in God's word as a command that he gives you confidence and hope in his truth and what he says. And to know that that's a command that now we're kind of just brushing off when life gets hard and we see a lot of brokenness in our world. I think as women, we really need to rise up in the talents and the gifts that God has given us and know that our confidence has to come from him. And so kind of in closing of that, you know, being multi-passionate in a lot of these ways, this is not just me. I think this is most women, but I think most women have been convinced that they have to be one thing. I have to be a mom to my kids. That's the most important calling on my life. And I'm not saying that that's bad because I think we need to steward that well. But I think there's so many other God-given gifts that you've been given that if you just felt confident in what they were, that you could leave from out front and that you could not only show your kids whose dream is attached to yours, that's why it matters so much, that God has called you to do a little bit of this and a little bit of that. And it doesn't have to be an all or nothing. It doesn't have to be stressful. When it's submitted and surrendered to him, he will use a little bit of everything that he's given you to impact the people around you. That was awesome, Justine. I I want to say real quick, this is why people need to go listen to Courage Queen podcast. Everything you say is so inspiring, encouraging, but truth. It's truth. And I Gosh, there's so much I could unpack here and do a whole episode on so much of what you said. But um, one thing you you talked about is this crisis uh, of identity in in so many people. You said it perfectly. Although not easy to just flip a switch and go here, 
when we see our identity in Christ, it heals so much and it's not instant because it takes work. It takes, it takes a lot of commitment and perseverance to build a life like that, but it is obviously worth it. And it it matters for what we are building in our families to get to that. So you also said nothing is wasted. You felt like God was saying nothing is wasted. I think that's a really great point. I'm jumping around here because I had a couple um, questions lined up for you, but I want to go to this real quick. Speak to the mom here who, who thinks maybe things didn't go according to her timeline in the big picture or like right now sitting here in summer, she had this one thing that she thought it would be and, and things unraveled or, you know, like it, it's just not what I thought it would be because that is a common thing among us moms raising our families and getting all these distractions thrown at us and everything. So tell us about nothing is wasted in God's eyes. Mm. Yeah. I'm so glad that you brought that up. And, you know, I'm going to, I'm just going to say that, you know, when you realize that God is so intricately into the details of your life, I think one of the biggest things that we need to ask ourselves daily is God, what have I not surrendered to you? What in my life is holding me back from having a stronger level of belief in what you say. And I'm going to kind of say that again. What in my life is holding me back or creating separation is even another great way of saying that. Like what is creating separation that's within me that's holding me back from having a stronger level of belief in what you say and who you are? And I think that we really need to get on board with that because we're in a culture now that is very much worshiping ourselves as we have enough strength to get through. You know, I hear moms even say it all the time and, you know, and I know that we're going to get into this a little bit more too, because there were so many questions that I even asked myself as I was thinking, do I want to be a mom? Do I want to have a, do I want to, you know, do I want to have that role? Do I want to be somebody's mom? Do I want to take on what I thought was the most incredible and most challenging role? really to date that I feel like God calls specifically women to be able to give life in that way for a reason. And I truly believe that. And so much of what you do, Jen, is helping people get back to this family unit and the closeness of why is it so important to have a strong family unit that has, that is built on the foundation of, of Christ's principles. And, you know, when we look at our stories and we really truly believe that nothing is wasted. We know that God is in the details. We know that God works everything out, even when we don't understand it. You know, our belief is so limited. We have such a limited understanding of him. We think that we really have all the answers and that we like know how God works, but the problem is not with God and his ways. The problem is with our limited understanding of, of him truly. And I think when we wrap our brains around that and we say, you know what, Am I more focused on my circumstances in the day to day? And, you know, where is the doubt coming from? You know, I think that so many times we fall into places and especially I see this with moms, like I got to figure it out. I got to take these kids here. I got to, you know, I have all these roles and I'm the mom and I've got to do all these things. And even the way that we talk about it is in a way of like, we're our own savior. 
of like, I got to figure all this out and you know, I got to strategize. I got to take this kid here. I got to take this kid there. And I don't know how I'm going to get it all done. I think we underestimate the power of truly submitting our entire schedule, our entire dump list, which is something that I do every single morning. And I just look at it and say, God, you already know all the things that I have to do. And this is even with me in a situation right now where I'm not a mom, I'm not, I'm not rushing around with, you know, all these kids and their activities, but I know that there is a season for everything and that God hasn't given me grace for that season yet. And God is in a, at a place of preparation. And I think we need to take a step back and realize that every single thing, like, are we in constant communication with him? Because if we're in constant communication with him, we're not constantly trying to, we're not rustling this doubt. We're not even allowing doubt to settle in to say like, can I do it? Do I have what it takes? How am I going to get through this day? How am I going to get this podcast episode done? Because I have no time in my schedule. We really do believe that we should be capable of doing it all and doing it all with no help, doing it all at the sacrifice of our help or of our health doing it all um, to prove that we can do it, that we're like super mom, that we're super woman. And I think it really comes from a place of we need to go and, and be at a place of surrender at his feet. First thing in the day, whatever that looks like. Is it four to five minutes? Is that all you have? Is it, you know, obviously we're talking about like pure exhaustion. You're up late with kids. You know that the day's going to start early. Trying to find that quiet time can be really challenging. But I think developing this more constant dialogue with God to say like, to not be as impulsive of just like, well, I'm going to do this because I have to do this right now. But taking that moment to just say like, God, what's the most important thing that you need me a hundred percent focused on right now? God, I need to make a really hard decision in the next five minutes. Would you just infuse a level of belief and confidence in which, which decision is the right way to go? I don't think we stop in those moments enough to truly ask God what he thinks. Like God wants our, God wants uh, his opinion to be asked, but he's not going to be like, Hey, uh, he's not going to be poking in your brain. Like, Hey, you didn't ask me about whether or not you should go buy that item when you were drinking wine last night and you were stressed out about the kids and you were online shopping. But it's like all those little micro decisions that we have in a day. How can we bring God into them more? Because I think if we did that, we would not only understand that whole truth of nothing is wasted that I've been through because he's going to use it. I don't have to understand it to know that what he says about it is true because I trust the character of who God is. And I'm not focused on just my circumstances or what I went through or my past or my trauma or my insecurities or inadequacies. God is so much bigger than our inadequacies. Yeah, that is, that is really beautifully said. I, I, I think to sum it up would be two of the big points you said is surrender because we are not, we are not our own savior. We have a savior for us and we have to surrender even in those little moments over and over during the day. It's surrendering moment by moment, like minute by minute, Absolutely, in, right? In everything, because it is like you said, all these little decisions that come our way. And then the big ones, we, we have to hand it over to him. And what a perspective change when we look at it like that. I, I was talking to one of my daughters yesterday. She was already <laughs> feeling a little nervous about something at school next year. And I was like, honey, you, here's, here's the deal is we are in our circumstances and 
like we're there. You have to be there. Everything that's coming at you from out there, you can't always control. But if you already know this is what's going to happen and this is how it's going to be, then you got you to flip your perspective and see it differently. And we went through all these examples in life where you're given something you don't want to deal with. And if you shift your perspective, you see it totally different. It was actually a good exercise for me to just have that conversation with her so I could flip my perspective on a couple of things as well. But um, th this leads me to my next question, which is actually, this, this is a good segue. Right now, you are obviously on here talking to many moms, and here's what she wrestles with a lot. Oh my gosh, this world is throwing us so many curveballs. Curve this is nothing like when I was growing up. Where are all the morals? Why do I have to make all these tough decisions about screens and boundaries? And, and oh my goodness, I just want to feel confident that I'm going to do it right and my children are going to be able to stay strong in their faith and their values. It's some heavy stuff. If you have to give your future self Justine, as a mom, advice on how to be courageous in today's world. What are your top three tips? I love this question so much. And, you know, I was really praying about this this morning before I even really knew and was just asking, was surrendering that to God. And I was saying like, God, you know the words, you know what people need to hear. Would you direct me in, again, infuse me with the confidence and the unshakable belief that you know far more about what's going on and the timing of all of this than we do. You know, one of the last things I want to say about the topic we were just talking about is, you know, even with your daughter, I'm just, I'm amazed and just super grateful that you're a mom that really leads by example. And I think that it's so powerful when we, even when we don't know all the answers to really be having those conversations with those that we're leading because they're seeing and watching everything that we do. They're picking up on so much. And I don't think we realize that. And really asking ourselves and even asking our kids, like helping to, I don't want to say train them, but helping to instruct them and coach them on what questions to ask, you know, within themselves to be asking God, like, God, where am I getting ahead of you? So like with that example with your daughter, like, again, you're doing such a fabulous job of getting her to look at like, where am I getting ahead of God? Like he hasn't given me grace for that yet. That's something that hasn't even happened yet. I have to ask myself that every single day. Anytime I feel a sense of anxiousness in my spirit, I, I've trained myself now to say, God, where am I getting ahead of you? Because when I'm getting ahead of you, that equals anxiousness and stress and a feeling like I have to figure it all out myself and I'm just going to surrender it. So just call me out on it, God. Like, where am I getting ahead of you? Where am I misstepping? And would you redirect me onto the path? Because when you're redirected onto the path like that, you should feel a lot of peace and ease going through the decisions of the day. And it'll still feel like a whirlwind. You still are doing a ton with all these kids, but I think it just gives us more of that sense of confidence. Like, yeah, I got this. Like God is truly my business partner in raising these kids. And I love the question that you just asked. And I want to kind of dive into that to just say, you know, God immediately brought me. It's like, I, I have this thing and I don't know if other people have this too, but I have this thing where I'm like, God, give me a word of the day. Like, what do, what do you want to teach me? What do I need to learn today? What do I need to share? And God will just drop like a random just verse or something out of the Bible, like into my brain. And I'm so grateful for that because I'll be like, oh, okay. I wonder what that means. And I go look it up. And so 
what God gave me was Habakkuk 2. And so I, I flip open to it. And this is what I just find is incredible. Again, God is in all the details. And when you invite him in and you say like, God, I want this to be your platform. It's just amazing to me what he brings up. And one of the things that I didn't remember, because I'm not like a Bible scholar. I don't claim to like, I'm not one of those people that's like, oh, you remember this story and like get into all the details of all the, you know, mechanics and all that stuff. I'm not somebody who, that's not my thing. But I turned to Habakkuk and, you know, it talks about how he was a man who sought answers very much in what you're saying right now with women. We have all of these questions. We're seeking answers. And he's asking questions like, why is there evil in the world? Why do the wicked people seem to prosper? Um, and why do, why do people keep, you know, why are people that shouldn't be winning? Why does it seem like they're winning? I think a lot of people right now are seeing the evilness in the world, the brokenness in the world. And we have a lot of questions. And I think as parents, and I think as mothers specifically, moms are out there going like, Lord, Jesus, take the wheel because I don't even know how to direct and raise kids in a world like it is today. It's so different than when I grew up. And believe me, as somebody who found out that they were newly pregnant and was praying for the longest time, these were a lot of the questions that I asked, like, God, how do I even raise kids? Do I want to bring kids into this world that feels so broken? And God really just deposited something in my heart one day and said, like, are you more focused on the world or are you more focused on me? And it was a simple, just one liner that I was like, okay, mic drop. <laughs> am I more focused on what's going on in the world? Like, am I giving more power and authority to that? Or am I giving more power and authority to where it rightfully should be? And that God has control and dominion over all those things, no matter what it looks like. This bonus question with Justine comes to us from Together for Date Night and Say the L Word. Justine, tell us how you would answer this sticker prompt. I always hear people say that I look like. So I love this because I really didn't think that I had a, um, I don't know if you even want to call it like a celebrity look like, but I have had so many people in the past few years telling me that they're like, you look exactly like that address from Marvelous Maisel. And people would tell me that all the time. And I didn't even know who this girl was. And so I had to look her up. And I was like, oh, okay, I can kind of see it. Like when I had shorter hair, you'll have to look it up and let me know. But definitely very much like a 50s look, which is kind of like my glam look that I'll do with like red lipstick. I had to start watching the show to actually figure out what people were talking about and Google it because I had never been dialed into it. I don't watch a lot of TV. So yeah, it's always funny because I just am not a major pop culture person. So I have no idea and I don't really have a care in a lot of that. But, um, but it's always fun. So it was nice that it was somebody that was cute. <laughs> well, we're alike in that way. I don't know all pop culture stuff either, but I just looked her up as you were saying that. And I agree. She's adorable too. Super classy, very put together. You have a classic look that is timeless, Justine. I think it's a huge oh, compliment. You. And I agree. Thank you. That was super cute. I love it. One of the things that it says in Habakkuk that I wanted to talk about is that he boldly and confidently took these complaints and these questions and these fears to God. It doesn't say he 
tweeted out all of his followers. It doesn't say he DM'd a whole bunch of his close business partners, okay? He didn't go on Facebook and do a whole post like, hey guys, this is all the craziest. He, did, he didn't pull like keyboard warrior and go on there and say like, these are all the things I hate about the world right now and why are evil people prospering and how do I raise kids in this kind of world? He didn't do any of that. It says very specifically, he boldly and confidently took his complaints and his fears directly to God. And God answered with an avalanche of proof and prediction, okay? So throughout this whole chapter, it's like the first whole chapter of this is his complaints. And I'm reading the complaints and I'm like, wow, this sounds oddly familiar. These are all the things that I see us as people in the world complaining about. And I really think that God encourages us to move from doubt to faith on so many of these things because we doubt again what we can do as parents we're like i'm just a person in the world i'm struggling myself how am i supposed to lead from out front and show my kids as possible when i feel so broken seeing all of this when i don't feel like i'm enough to be able to infuse that confidence in them because maybe i don't even feel like i have it and i think it's really easy to be in that place and then we go to habakkuk 2 and guess what it is it's such an important response in what God specifically says, which is they're relying on their own strength and not of God. And he specifically says in here, I'm doing something in, I'm doing something in your own day, something you wouldn't believe, even if I told you about it. And so these people that he's talking about in the story are exactly like us. We are trusting in our own strength. We have a, we have an unforeseen goal of what we don't realize is really a self-glory and it's not aiming to be of God's glory. And I think that that's really the core problem that needs like heart surgery, truly, because Habakkuk is somebody who declares this very boldly and he takes action. So one of the things that he says in Habakkuk too is that he's praying in expectation. He has an attitude of expectation. And my biggest thing that God brought to my mind was, are we living this way? You know, he wanted to be in the position. He actually goes up and climbs up to the watchtower and stands at the guard post. And he says, there I will wait to see what the Lord says and how he will answer my complaint. This is from a place of a lot of boldness and confidence. Wouldn't you agree? It's not like, hey, God, like if it's your will, hey, God, like, let me know how I should raise my kids. Cause like, I'm a little nervous about this. It's like, I'm, he's boldly proclaiming and having an attitude of expectation. And I sat there and thought to myself, there's so much patience. I think one of the hardest things as individuals that we can't grasp, and I think especially as parents, you know, like even as I am very much in the beginning stages of growing this child, there's going to be a lot of different things that I'm going to experience. And I know that that's going to keep going, but I have to have an attitude of expectation. And I have to have an attitude of patience. And that's what I feel like even as a expecting mom, I think we can relate so much. Like God starts trying to teach us that so early. And when we haven't learned that, he's just going to try to teach us the same thing over and over again. He's like, oh, I haven't really gotten that. So we're going to go back to the last chapter. We're going to try to, let's try this a different way. Let's try to teach you patience in maybe a different way. And I think that so many times we have these circumstances where like, why am I going through this? Why is this happening? Why am I having issues with my kids? Or we're coming up against a lot of these stumbling blocks. Our first uh, gut reaction or response is like, why is this happening? 
what's it what's wrong with me what do i need to change and it's all anytime that we're saying i i i i i and it's all focused internally on ourselves when really it should be god what are you trying to teach me what am i not getting what's not fully surrendered what's again creating space and separating me from being able to be the parent that i want to be it truly is that daily surrender and i think that if we lead in that way our kids will look at that and they'll be like, I don't know what my mom has, or I don't know what my dad has, or I don't know what they have, but I want it. Because they're going to feel that sense of how God created them, that God called them to be in communion with him in that way, in that closeness, as a best friend, talking to him in a place of receiving God's messages because they had an attitude of expectation. They were expecting to hear that God was going to come through. They're expecting to hear that God's going to be there. They're trusting that without a shadow of a doubt. And I think that we act that out as individuals and as parents when that's our gut reaction. But as you know, we're flawed people and that is not our gut reaction. Our gut reaction a lot of times is like chaos, like, oh, it'll all be okay. But we really like don't know what to say or we don't know what to do ourselves. And so this is such a hard topic. But I think that when we realize that it's a command, like God is, is truly calling us that we have to trust him even when we don't understand the events going on in the world, even when it looks like evil is winning and we're afraid to send our kids to school. And we have to now start thinking about all the different worries that keep us up at night that totally, you know, that we don't know if they could materialize. We're constantly in, in a place of worry. And we have to be careful that our worry is not what's taking up residence in our brain more than what God can do and more that, you know, he says, I will cause everything in my time to have justice and to be under my authority, but you're not going to understand it right now. And I think that that's probably one of the single most difficult truths for any of us as adults, as parents, as kids. There's a reason why God has not given us the grace to be able to handle and truly understand. And I, and I think that that's really it is I think for a lot of people, they're like, I have to understand everything. I have to have all the answers. And I think that we just need to accept that, no, we're not going to have them. God is not put us at a place where we'll ever be able to fully understand his ways. And I think we just need to put that down at the halter and just put that to rest and trust more in the truth of what he says and who he is. Ah, that was so good. And what a great book of scripture that you were led to. I know. I, I was amazed by that too. I'm like, yes, Lord. Yes. <laughs> I love when that happens. I mean, you definitely gave us three really good tips there. Boldly and confidently take your complaints to God. Go to him first. Number two would be stop relying on your own strength. You, you have to go to God. And number three would be pray in expectation. Trust him. Hope in God's goodness that he has for you. Our children are God's children. They're his. And we do try to much control over our children. And yes, we, that is our role here on earth. It's our mission. It's our, our job is to take care of our children and raise them. But we raise them for him to get them to back to him, but they are his. So all of these things just shift that perspective again. And it goes, I think this kind of went full circle to what we were just talking about. You said, 
when I was referencing was uh, what I was talking to my daughter about, and you said, where am I getting ahead of God? He hasn't even given me the grace for this season yet. And just make sure that we are lining all those things up before we do start complaining or go crazy or have so much self-doubt or, or just get into that mode of fear and anxiety. I just appreciate you being here, Justine. You, you speak so much truth and wisdom, but it's always coming from a place of God. And that's what we need to see. I mean, you know, we all live in this world, but we don't want to be of this world. And I've done a lot of episodes on who is influencing us. Who are we getting our teachings from? And I'm grateful that you're someone that I can get my teachings from and that our together audience can learn from and get to know. And I hope they all run over to Courage Queen and listen to you on a more regular basis because you just always... Well, first of all, you have a really good way of making us feel like we're sitting with our best friend when we listen to you. But also, it's not fluffy. It's not (laughs) like, I'll tell you what you want to hear. It's just, no, God speaks to us in truth, and the truth isn't always easy to hear, or do we want to hear it? And we have a world out there telling us what we want to hear or what it wants to think, oh, I'm going to do that. That's okay. Go do that. You're all right. And no, that's, that's actually not the way it is because there's, you know, you can't, sin is not good. You can't make sin look good and you can't, you can't do that. Right is right. Wrong is wrong. And the world will twist that out there. Let them do that. But we we need to hear the truth. So thank you for always speaking it and coming from a place where you really desire that to give that to us. Thank you so much. I so appreciate that compliment. And yeah, and to your point, just making it comical, you know, this world makes sin look sexy, unfortunately. And so many of the problems with identity are are centered around confusion, are centered around distraction. And I think that we really need to, just like you're saying, something that I'm seeing so much And I'm even seeing a lot of Christians doing this and it's just making me very sad because I know that God just weeps for this as he sees his people be tempted by this culture over and over again. And you see people that if, again, if they're not rooted in God's truth, like it's very easy to just drift right into the culture and you see people either claiming to be Christians that are very much just easing into the culture. And then you see the other extreme of people that are completely cutting themselves off and they have no love. There's a lot of judgment. And you see really both sides of that. And again, I think that that is just, it's, it's horrible to see because I don't think that that's God, what God ever really wanted for us. And I think that when people realize that this very apathetic, like, well, if that works for you, if that makes you happy, you know, if you're happy and, you know, it's fitting your preferences, like, then that's cool. That's great. And I think we need to be really careful with that because there's a difference between being kind and wishing the best for somebody. And there's a difference in, again, like the smoke and mirrors and the distraction and the very apathetic, like, yeah, just do what you want. Yeah. It's not, it's none of my business. You know, it's not how I'm going to live, but if that's how you're going to live, go for it. If that's what makes you happy, if that's, you know, that's what makes you feel good, then that's all of a sudden. Okay. And I think, again, we need to take judgment out of it and we need to 
help God infuse us with the belief of how can I be a light to share truth boldly with people in a way where it's received through the hands of love and not through the hands of judgment. Yeah, I'd love to have you back because as everyone can see sitting here listening to you right now, even though you're a brand new mom, congratulations, by the way, you kind of threw that in there. You have so much wisdom in this area because it all translates into the courage that we need as moms and raising our families. But let's end with this. The one question I ask every guest, what's one thing helping your family stick together right now? I love it. And right now, my family consists of my husband, who's also a very busy entrepreneur, and my fur child, Ray. (laughs) And, you know, I think it's intentional time. And I know that that sounds very simple, but even in the form of date night, I think that's something that I get questions about a lot. And I do a whole segment on my podcast called Power Couple Conversations, and it's quarterly. And it's when my husband comes on to do a podcast episode with me. And I think it's intentional time. You know, when life is busy, it sounds silly that you would have to book in intentional time together for a weekly non-negotiable date night, a uh, lunch date, or, hey, let's go grab breakfast together. And these are things that, let me be honest, like we're, we may not have kids yet, but we have very busy schedules. We have multiple businesses. We also manage um, four different properties and we have an Airbnb and just all these different like crazy projects. and. You know, so we made the decision when we got together that we were going to have non-negotiable date nights once a week. And what does that look like? I think sometimes people think, oh, well, I don't have the money or I can't pay for a sitter to get out and do that if you have kids. And I think that the most important thing about this is this can look very different for everyone. We've even talked about like, okay, what are we going to do as new parents? You know, we're going to be home. We're going to be very exhausted. We're talking about the realities of our future of probably what it's going to look like. There's going to be a transitional period. We're probably not going to be as independent as we have been for the past 10 years together. So we're intentionally setting it up and having those hard conversations that are uncomfortable to run through some of these scenarios and say, well, God hasn't given us grace for that yet, but we can also go in with more of a plan. And a flexible plan that says, you know what, we're not going to be able to be going out to concerts probably all the time. We're not going to be going out to dinner multiple times a week like we do now. But you know what? When we have a solid foundation with each other and we know that we're a team and even if time together is 15 minutes, but it's focused time of having coffee together and having a conversation with no devices, there's no phones, there's no computers. We're not allowed to like plug into any other areas. and just those little moments, focusing on those micro moments is really how we've chosen to build our unit really strong now in hopes that we have the proper tools and systems in place as our family is expanding and as it grows. And I just think people really underestimate that simple fact that like, it's a scheduled event. Your priorities, if I were to open up and open up your calendar right now, I would know your priorities because of what's on your calendar. Do you have a date night with your husband on your calendar? Do you have intentional moments to, to maybe just have a couple, five, six minutes individually with your kids to speak belief and have a bonding moment with each of them? You know, those moments we think they have to be these, oh, I have to spend an entire day with them or I have to spend an entire night with them. But they're these micro movements of being intentional 
that I think are really holding families together today, knowing that when you are surrendering all of, again, all the uncontrollables to God, he will find a way to fill in all of his work and all of his glory in the gaps. Such a great way to tie that together. I agree. And our new family connection framework is exactly what you're talking about. It is a way to inventory your time, look at everything and build it around those small moments that are already there in your day, but being intentional about them because they're not going to create themselves. You do have to make it work, make it happen. And in fact, within the framework, there is something called small moment connection points. I help walk you through how to find all those. It's a whole system to go through basically, but it's a breakdown of everything that matters to you and why you even care to make those intentional moments happen. But when you figure that out, it's like you said, it just becomes a way of life. You make it a part of your schedule because you know how important it is. You know the fruits that come from it. And what a gift you are giving yourselves right now in today's world, but also your future family, because having that foundation is such a beautiful gift and knowing how to slow down and make time for one another, even when they are the micro moments, like you said, the small moments, it's about quality, not quantity. So thank you for the reminder of that. That's awesome. Tell us where all of our listeners can connect with you, listen to more of your wisdom, learn from you, and and just follow along. Thanks so much. This has been amazing. And yeah, I I am somebody who I love doing videos. I'm more of a comical person. So you'll see me hanging out on Instagram, doing some crazy Instagram reels and such. And um, you know, my podcast is called Courage Queen Podcast. It's available on all platforms. And it's all about growing in confidence, growing in faith and taking that bold and perfect action, because that's truly how we honor God with the way that we live. We steward his resources and the time that he's given us well, and we can be the type of women that he calls bold and strong and courageous. And we can stand on the truth of who he is. And so I hang out a lot on Instagram. You can check me out at uh, jwenzel29 is kind of my personal. I do a lot of just great inspiration on there. That's more of my makeup and skincare uh, side of my business as a makeup artist and as a coach. And then Courage Queen Pod is my Instagram that is strictly podcast. One of the great things that I'm so excited about is offering just some additional resources and really what I feel like the gift of, of my time to breathe belief into other women that feel like they're at a place where um, they're lacking the belief in what's possible for them. They see things happening for other people, but they're like, I don't understand how to unlock that confidence and to know what my God-given gifts are and to really stand firm and courageous in them. And so one of the things that I'm working on right now is my fabulous coaching offer. I'm going to be putting some great information in place. So stay tuned on that because I will be doing, I'm opening up some time in my schedule towards the end of the summer here for some fabulous one-on-one coaching. And I'm even going to be doing a live workshop. So if you're connected with me on Instagram um, or by email list, you'll be able to tie into all of those updates. So I so appreciate it. Uh, I am so excited for that. And I will tell you listening right now to go follow Justine simply to stay on top of that because I know you and I I know 
that anything you are creating on that avenue for your audience is going to bring so much transformation and confidence, but I'm, I'm just excited to see what you are creating. It's going to be awesome. Thank you. I'm really looking forward to it. Justine, thanks for being here today and most definitely teaching us how to be bold, strong, and courageous. Thanks so much, Jen. I really appreciate it. If you love what you're gathering through these episodes, please screenshot, tag us, share with friends, and leave a review. It is the best compliment you can give us. It is so encouraging, and together we can help grow stronger families. Be sure to follow us at Together Moments on Instagram and Facebook. Leave us a DM. Check out all our incredible games and tools and your free family resources at togethermoments.com. As always, Take time to gather, together to grow, and speak the words that matter.